Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on Minute 71, which begins with Angel telling Skinner that he is arresting him under suspicions for the murders of Tim Messenger, George Merchant, Eve Draper, and Martin Blower, and ends with Angel suggesting that the land that Merchant was buying would be a perfect location for a retail park. Mm. And we have a guest, John from Predator Minute. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Really happy to be here. Really excited. Yeah, yeah excited to have, have you. Um, you. All right. Well, uh, let's 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 get to it because we are we 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 are absolutely on the. Uh, I mean this this is this is straight up accusation Monday is what we've got mm-hmm. going on right now. Accusation Monday. <laughs> accusation Monday. <laughs> Meta. Um, this is, this is, this is all that that's, that's all that's happening. Pretty much all this week is mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. four minute long accusation. You know, I just, I recently rewatched, uh, uh, a comfort food favorite of mine, uh, Kenneth Branagh's murder on the Orient Express. Uh, oh yep. yeah. And it, I just, I just dig it. And, um, yeah, there, and this is such an Agatha Christie moment for me and, and for Nicholas, I feel, I can't help but imagine a young Nicholas Angel reading like Agatha Christie books. Mm-hmm. But it's straight up like parlor room walking around. I'm glad that you asked. And it's <laughs> I I know the movie the movie and Simon Pegg really like delight in it in a way that's really fun for me, even though this is just a chunk of exposition. Mm-hmm. This part is very Agatha Christie-ish, but then like later in the week we'll get into a little more, a few more Columbo-ish bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Actually, I I don't really uh, Columbo wasn't on a lot when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I couldn't find it. Oh. I mean, I've seen a couple now. Yeah, but like when I was a kid, it wasn't like on TV Land or. Oh yeah, I it was always on daytime TV for me. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like TNT, TBS, that sort of thing. Like. Back when I was a kid, though, didn't didn't, while he, ago. didn't they play Columbo for like like how how long nine ten years? Ooh, longer than that, like 20, 25. 25 years. Yeah, because like I think the first episode aired in like sixty nine. Oh shit! Because it started off as TV movies, became an ongoing show, and then continued as TV movies. Oh okay. So it went for like I think the show ran for like maybe ten years. But if but you add in all the all the all the extra stuff, mm-hmm. it was like it was like twenty five years of playing Columbo. Peter Falk. I know. Great. Yeah, this actually, this kind of scene has a TV trope name. I love looking up the TV tropes for movies and shows as I'm watching. I do the same thing with uh, Predator uh, as we're doing our episodes there. Mm-hmm. And this actually has a, I heard parlor room, I've heard parlor scene, and TV tropes calls this a summation scene where uh, the person's putting together all the clues for us, the audience, to say, oh yeah, okay, I, I can see why you're making all these accusations on on Monday, I guess, of all of all mm-hmm. things. But yeah, one of the common examples it brought up um, along with Hot Fuzz 
were, were the Agatha Christie novels, Sherlock Holmes, like even the Harry Potter books where they're kind of recapping what happened, why the villain did what they did and mm-hmm. connecting all those dots for us, the audience. What's interesting though, like when I think of that, th- those kinds of things, and this is, this is me showing my age and, and what I associate the most with these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of the Scream movies. That's immediately mm. where my mind goes. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and, and the difference here, though, is that while Skinner is, in fact, one of the murderers, mm. he's only one of the murderers. So this is sort of the false mm-hmm. accusation, um, which turns around to being the true accusation, just like Billy Loomis and Scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where a, a, an incorrect detail makes someone throw out a correct assumption. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think that shows taste more than age. Mm-hmm. I think that just shows that like that that though that movie made such an like that's kind of helped helped you find a lot of tropes or where you identified a lot of tropes. True, true, true. Like I think uh, I think for me, weirdly, whenever I see a movie where the main two characters like break up mm-hmm. for Act Two, like fuck you, go this side of the screen, I'm going this way. I always think of Shrek. Oh yeah, <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> yeah, because there's that part where Shrek's like, get the fuck out of here. Donkey's like, fine, and then like just, they just bail. Yeah, and, like Hallelujah plays. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah! Oh my God, so so sad. That's no, that part is so sad. <laughs> oh, what a weird movie. Yeah, I'll never get over how weird that movie. And is. How weird and popular it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> That's great, but yeah, I you um, know I never really thought about because I, I I think it's come up on the show, but I've never really watched Law and Order, or CSI or Criminal Minds or mm-hmm, NCIS, mm-hmm. and I I'm just now kind of realizing that in the kind of way that I find comfort in watching like Murder on the Orient Express, like tropes can be like fun. Yeah, it's fun mm-hmm. to watch a Law and Order and know where you are in the story. Yeah, and just have the details be different. Yeah, it's kind of like you know white people eat the same food all the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I think tropes have a bad rap of like when people think you're calling out tropes, it's easy to be like, oh, they're being dismissive, but it's right. also like kind of they can be celebratory too. Right, right, absolutely. I like the the comfort food comparison is perfect. Uh, there's a not a Netflix show, but there's a show on Netflix. It's called Death in Paradise, where uh, this British inspector is down in the Caribbean and solving murders on the island, and it's very comfort foody in that you know the exact structure of the story and you know there's going to be one of these accusation scenes at the end where they put it all together and all the while you're looking at this beautiful scenery and right even mm. though there's a murder happening a murder happening uh, every episode right you know it's going to be solved in this like easy to digest way and you know that they're going to connect the dots and make you feel all safe at the very end mm-hmm. we got were either of you fans of murder she wrote you know that um, one I I watched no. <laughs> I watched a bunch when I was a kid. I think they played on the same channel as I bet. as Columbo. Like Hallmark or Pax or USA or one of those. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I bet it was USA. Mm-hmm. USA had a lot of like daytime stuff like that. Yeah. And I think I think they might even have like Murder She Wrote they, Murder She Wrote in Columbo was like the, the yeah. USA like daytime stuff when I was a kid. Cuz there was a time before like Monk yeah. where they didn't have a lot of their own shows. He, mm-hmm. I I would say uh, they almost didn't have any, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think they just showed movies. I think that was used to be USA's thing. Yeah, we show movies. Yeah, they showed TV, old TV shows during the day and then movies at night, I think. I'm not mistaken. It's such a different world. Yeah, it was. It really was. You used to turn on the TV and not know what you were going to see. Mm-hmm. 
Were you going to compare Murder, She Wrote to what he's describing with like a murder happening in this tropical yeah, yeah. place and, all the time? And then also how like people can talk about that show with such like, oh, Murder, She Wrote. I'm like, the first word is murder. Yeah, that's yep, true. Yep. But it's able to be But comforting. she wrote it. <laughs> she, she, it was her all the story that she wrote. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember, the thing I remember the most about Murder, She Wrote is two, two things. One is the virtual reality episode. Yeah. Uh, which is an uh, absolute classic, mm-hmm. uh, real real banger of a special episode. <laughs> uh, and then and then I remember the uh, the theme park attraction at Universal Studios. It was an opening day attraction where you, as the audience member, would do foley work for an episode of Murder She Wrote. Oh, that's great! So like like making glass shatter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fun. they would teach you how to do it, and then you would get to do it because that was sort of the original conceit of the theme park was like you're going to Hollywood, you're going to show how the pictures yeah. are made. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, the Murder She Wrote one was like right next to the Alfred Hitchcock one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, both both uh, opening day. The other thing that I thought was really interesting about the Murder, She Wrote one is that, if I'm not mistaken, the Murder, She Wrote one wasn't only Murder, She Wrote. It was like sort of Universal Florida's version of the tram tour, but it was like a walking tour and the Murder, She Wrote part thing was part of it. Mm-hmm. And then another part of it was that you visited the set of Swamp Thing, which was a USA original. <laughs> Boom. So Full that circle. was one of the earliest USA originals. <laughs> I think thing. I think it was Swamp Thing and um I wanna say I wanna say it was Swamp Thing and a Harry and the Hendersons Damn. TV series. Those were their two original shows. You made a series of Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah they did. Did he like come back? I, I don't oh, think sure. he ever left. I think he was like Alf in this oh, version. Okay. <laughs> I told you to leave. <laughs> Bigfoot. I don't need you anymore. Hey, there you go. There's your Predator connection because Harry was uh, played by Kevin Peter Hall. Same guy who hey. played Predator. Oh, there and Weird go. Science. That was their three. Because that was a show too. Yes. Oh, no, that was I watched, USA's, yeah, I watched that, that one. That was USA's first three original programs. Did, mm. did, did Weird Science, the TV show, come up again? again between us on the mic or just off the mic okay (laughs) off the mic because i found that promo image that looked like an alternate universe buffy yeah promo image posted it yeah yeah Yeah, okay cool cool. but yeah i i i just really nicholas is such a he's not a vain man at all he's not Mm -hmm. i wouldn't call him proud so just the little like smugness or delight that he has i'm glad you asked and then like he's thought about this for so long yeah (laughs) yep he doesn't yeah. switch off, right? We've talked. You talked <laughs> yeah. about that. Right. It's clear. All this research, all this yeah. connecting of the dots. I, he is not switching off. I love the shots of the Sanford Police Department all being equally exasperated with him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I love that Skinner is just sort of disappointed. He's oh, just like Nicholas. shaking his head, like, "Oh, you're making a fool of yourself." I'm going to have to kill you now. <laughs> Um, you know, the other thing too, that I like, I like about this, like you brought up those procedural shows Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like your law and orders and your criminal minds and that sort of thing. And I, you're right. You're definitely right about the tropey nature of those shows and how like comforting it is. Like, oh, like, oh, just like your bed, like a a bath, you know, where it's like, oh, I know what the show is, even if I don't know the particulars yet, Mm -hmm. I know what I'm about to get into. And I, and I think that that's. I think that's 100% accurate. But the thing that this is doing that those shows do not do is this sort of extended sequence of laying out what happened, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. because the things that those shows do is it puts the clues together through act breaks. It's like each act break, 
every time it goes to commercial, they figured out something else. Got it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you get the final thing in the last act, and then they arrest them, and then that's the end of the show. So it is right? much mm-hmm. more much more Agatha Christie in that sense. Much less. That, much oh, okay. oh, much less, I would say. Okay. Because because it is it's a clue at a time. And yeah. there's no moment where any of the police are like, This is what happened. Oh, sure, sure, it's sure. like you just watched it, you know what yeah. happened. You so, know, so, I don't need mm-hmm. to recap. Yeah. You know? And but so this reminds me more of an Agatha Christie mm-hmm. or like um like the the Moffat Sherlock Holmes stuff. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the Sherlock episodes. Like that's what this reminds me of. And I personally find this much more satisfying just because I don't want to just find the clues and put them together myself. I think that can be fun sometimes, but I think that when the clues are very similar episode to episode to episode, Mm -hmm. it can get a little tiring at a point. Like it gets gotten to the point where you're just like, that guy is slightly more famous than every other actor that's new to this episode. (laughs) They must be the killer. Yeah. That's not his only scene. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's always the thing. Oh, he's innocent in act one. Yeah. He definitely did. Um, (laughs) Don't mind me. You you know, it's like, it's like you can meta game those, those episodes where you can't so much do that in like Sherlock or Agatha Christie, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that more. I appreciate having the pieces sort of laid out so that you can, you can come to the conclusion with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like a reward. Yeah. You see how everything mattered before. Right. Like, Oh, he did. He did leave the party early. Right. You know? And then like you said, yeah, really interesting. Like, like, Backwards, forwards, like flashback stuff as he's like describing everything. Yeah, yeah the the effect is interesting. It's like playing in reverse with like a mm-hmm. flickering projector effect on it. I wonder if it's mm-hmm. uh, if it's uh, like a visual reference of, of anything. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, uh, fa- Facebook group, know. let us know if you if you know if this is a visual reference to something or something that they're just doing in the movie because they were like it must like just some like random stylistic thing that. Edgar Wright thought was cool or something because mm-hmm. um, it is it is great I love it I love the way that it plays with like oh these are flashbacks so we're going to show you them in reverse mm-hmm. as if you're remembering them I really love the the montage of Lucy Punch's laughs <laughs> yeah it's really good yeah you have that and you have um, Danny doing the 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 forks that we'll see later in this scene <laughs> yeah um, yeah Kind of in reverse, bringing him down as he gives the raspberry to, gosh, who is it? Martin Blower? Yeah, Martin in the, Blower. In the original scene? Okay. Yeah. Really, really great way of reminding the audience. I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah. That, that that Danny did that and that Nick Nicholas is learning that from Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And subconsciously, it's such a subconscious setup of like, you remember this? You're gonna It's going to be yeah. a callback. And like, because it's such a small thing, you might forget it. Right, right. <laughs> It kind of it kind of turns it into a rule of threes. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Like a two and a half rule of two right. and a half. Rule of two and a half. <laughs> two and a half men. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's it's pretty great. I, I just, I, yeah, I love, I love the way that this sort of uh, sequence plays out. I think it's really interesting. And yeah, that that flickering effect is really cool. And I don't know what the purpose of that is, but I love it. Mm. I'm sure part of the flickering effect is to tell us, oh, this is a flashback. It's not like something uh, someone's yeah. conjuring up or thinking about mm-hmm. the future, thinking like of projection. something. Right. It's, it's Oh, yeah, there you go. It's like, yeah, it's almost like someone's projecting it. Exactly. Like if someone else is watching this through like a, like a movie theater or like a, I don't know, one of those old real projectors. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, Timothy Dalton would make a good uh, serial killer. 
in something. Oh yeah, like a murderer. Yeah, it'd be so obvious. Oh, is that what <laughs> a serial killer is? <laughs> the <laughs> obvious like, serial you know, killer. Serial killer or murderer? <laughs> okay. <I don't> know. <laughs> you know, murder. All serial killers are murderers, but not all murderers are serial killers. Important distinction. <laughs> It's like how all all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. See, this is our detective show. <laughs> That's right. That's a syllogism. There you go. Aristotle. Look at you guys. Uh, perfect. <laughs> uh, I like the little bit when he's just pacing back and forth. You see behind him through the door they all came into the office. You see the twins, the butcher twins are out there just watching the whole thing. And they're not referenced for a couple more minutes. <laughs> but they're just back there hanging back there watching basically over his shoulder when you see him mm-hmm. moving back and forth. Mm-hmm. I like to think that they're ready to just like throw down if Skinner mm-hmm. like, you know, gives the word. Mm-hmm. Are they yeah. called, is their last name Butcher? Probably. Probably. I don't remember. No, I, I don't remember if they, they, they were. No, it wouldn't be because they didn't die. So they would have uh, a different last uh, name. Uh, right. Probably. It's not their yeah. job to be butchering, but. Yeah, they have all the cutlery. I know. Mm-hmm. They are they are butchers, but they don't die, so their net last name would not be butcher. Right, it would be something else. Um, but uh, are there is there a, a single death in the movie to come going forward? Ooh, mm. I don't think there are. I think they're all done. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm... much violence, but no no death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you might be right about that. I think that's it. I think we see all the deaths reenacted, not reenacted, but replayed here in this in the the next minute. We're yeah, reminded. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, I mean, not counting all the, you know, maybe some of the things that we see later on, like yeah, when he's there's a lot more dead bodies. Yeah, Yeah. just bodies. Dead bodies, but yeah, no, no on screen deaths. I don't think. What was the name of the woman who owned the 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 Leslie Tiller? Leslie Tiller was the final death. Yeah, yeah, I think she, she was the final final death of the movie. Um, wow. So nowhere near the body count of Predator. John. No, no, yeah, not <laughs> Predator's nearing triple digits and <laughs> by minute thirty, so well sure, yeah. There's so yeah. many people with that camp. <laughs> Although I, I think if you cut off if you just leave the crew and the predator uh-huh. as deaths, I think it's about even. It's it's yeah, about even I mean, but then you go the off screen implied deaths that you know, both films have, and right. you all have it in spades here towards the end. So it's that's there's true. no contest. I mean, that's true. In the world's end, crusty who knows jugglers. That died. It was the apocalypse. That's true. Oh my god, that was yeah. It was a whole planet. That, Spoilers. That just ends up making you think a little bit too much about oh my gosh, like all the logistics of what they did. Like oh yeah. shit, it's it's so much. There's so many people. It's so yeah. yeah anyway, because like yeah, oh my movie. god, there there could be like. Imagine like black and white turn of the century photos of like the NWA, like going back and back and back, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm. Like pre-war. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about how, like, I think last week we talked about how we wonder how the NWA does that, like brings in new members. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. still haven't figured that one out. We're going to have to. Yeah, I remember that conversation. Something like, yeah, there's something about a party that is kind of alienating to a lot of people and it's hard to convince people to join and yeah. once things kept the same way and they keep dying off because they're all older right <laughs> yeah some good illusions interesting <laughs> um i think i think that's pretty much it yeah i think that's all i got for this one 
He's got, he's, got, he's got more to come. Yeah. Plenty uh, more I just, to come. I just enjoy watching Frank in the background because at different times during all five of these minutes, he's just making different faces, sometimes a grimace, sometimes like a smirk, just like a knowing smile. And I, I can't help but think like, what is he thinking? Like, what is going through his mind? You know, is, is are things playing out like he wants to? Or is he kind of proud of Nicholas? Or is this just him putting on faces? Right. Um, no, I think he's just annoyed that he's getting too close <laughs> to the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's the biggest part of it. I, 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 uh, another thing that I did want to mention that is a very good point that is never countered mm-hmm. this week is when he, when, uh, Angel tells Skinner that the first time I suspected you was when you drove by the, 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 uh, scene of the crime, the scene of the collision. Collision. Yes. Yeah. Um, for, uh, uh, Eve and Martin mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Uh, despite the fact that you both live and work downtown. Oh. So it's like mm. you had nowhere to be. You didn't need to be driving that way. Mm-hmm. So like, why were you there? Why were you there? He never answers that. Yeah. Um, at least not in this conversation. So he made a good point and he didn't have a. No, an alibi. Uh, an alibi for that or 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 even a reason, reasoning yeah, or why anything. You, yeah. What made you go that way? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. Yeah. No counterpoint. Guilty. No counterpoint. Yes. Guilty. Or how would Col- how would Columbo say it? Like guilty. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> pit of despair. No, that's not what it was called. Was it? Yeah. The, the, pit pit of, of, the, the pit of despair. Yeah. All right. Oh, so good. Right. As very, you wish. You're very upset. See, <laughs> you're very upset. <laughs> I read you a whole book in a day. <laughs> a three hundred page book. <laughs> You should be more grateful of having a grandfather like I always, me. I always think about that at the end of the movie. Like, oh, God, it's like a He's going to do it hour. again tomorrow, too? Like, come on. Yeah. That's a good he only reads the good parts, though. He skips over the boring parts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the whole point of the, the book. Like, the actual Princess Bride book is it's it's ju- it's it's the Princess Bride by whatever the fake mm-hmm. author's name is. Um, revised Morgan Stern. And, yeah, Morgan Stern, revised and whatever, uh, uh, and just the good parts by <laughs> William Goldman. Oh, man. Right, R. right. R.I.P. Because the idea was that he was writing, an, he was writing, rewriting the book from his memory of the book that his grandfather read to him as a boy. Uh, right and and so but he only could remember the good parts got it so he would skip over all the boring details it's like i think it was something like this i don't know and then he'd just move on and that's the, the movie sort of doing the equivalent of that wow what a great uh what a smart adaptation yeah but i guess i'd expect no less right it's written by goldman oh yeah of course yeah oh yeah Oh, oh, is Goldman a good screenwriter? I mean, like his own book. <laughs> he would come up with a cool way to add that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I mean, William good. Goldman is like a master yeah. screenwriter. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, man. Anyway. I wonder if he ever saw Predator. <laughs> uh, he'd probably revel in just how they cut out all the extra parts and they just left the good stuff, you know? Sure, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, uh, guys, if you're on Facebook and you want to join in the conversation, if you if you have a suggestion as far as uh, what you guys think that the uh, flashback sequence, the way that it's shot, might be a visual reference to, uh, let us know at the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub on Facebook. It's our Facebook group where you can uh, start discussion topics and things for um, every episode that we post. There's a lot of stuff going on over there. It is lit, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out on Facebook if you're if you're around, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute seventy two for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. Psycho.